You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today we have a special message in store for you. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truth from his word today. Honor thy father and thy... What? Honor thy father and thy mother. How to make your mother happy? Honor her. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Amen. Now take your Bible, turn to Proverbs with me, the wisdom of Solomon. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 through verse 23. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 through verse 23. I'll begin reading with verse 20. My son, keep thy commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Praise God, we have some moms around here that are still laying down the law. Give me an amen. Amen. You see, it's very important, moms, that you instill within your children the law of God. Commandment number five, honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the earth. My son, Keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, they shall what? The law that the mother lays down will lead thee in life. You may remember several months ago I preached on the importance of having convictions and how that convictions will become like a guiding light in your life. So it is with the law of the mother. As mothers raise their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that law stays with them, and it will guide them throughout their life. There may be times when they will turn away from that light, but that light of the law of God will always be there to direct them. Bind them continually upon thy heart, children, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, they shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee, it'll protect you. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. You will hear the words of your mother in your ears, saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. For the commandment is a what? It's a lamp, it's a lamp unto our feet, it's a light unto our path, and the law is light, and the reproofs of instruction are the ways of life. How can you make your mother happy, listen to her law, and then obey it? And you will have a very, very happy mother. You know, there's so many verses throughout Scripture that talk about the importance of honoring and obeying our mothers. And one thing you'll notice, it doesn't put an age limit on that. Sometimes young people think, well, I'm 18 now, and I can do my own thing and live the way that I want to live, and I don't need to listen to the commandment of my father anymore, nor do I need to listen to that law that my mother laid down. That's not true. I'm so thankful that the commandment of my father and the law of my mother continue to guide me even to this very day, although they're both in heaven. So many verses about honoring and obeying your mother. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 1, the proverb of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father, but listen, a foolish son. We'll say a son or daughter, a foolish son or daughter is the heaviness 
There's just a heaviness in the heart of a mother who sees their children going astray in life. Remember what, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children, what? Walk in truth. But as a Christian mother, there's no greater heaviness than to see your children depart from the wisdom, from the commandment, and from the law that has been given them. Leviticus chapter 19 says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I am the Lord thy God, am holy. And listen to this, Ye shall fear every man his mother. You know what? That means spank them hard enough that they're afraid when they see the paddle. These moms, they just give the little... And the kids just wail. And you're like, my goodness, they didn't even feel that. I can see some of you don't believe in spanking here. Ye shall fear every man his mother. Now I will say something to some of you young couples here. This is just as in my notes. But some of you need to spank a little bit harder. Ye shall fear every man his mother and every and his father and keep the Sabbath. I also saw, thought that was very interesting that that's put in there by inspiration of the Spirit of God. That you're teaching your children as you lay down the law. One of the laws that you're teaching them is the importance of the Sabbath day. That your kids need to be in church. I am the Lord your God. Deuteronomy chapter 5, honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee that thy days may be prolonged and it may go well with you in the land which the Lord thy God giveth you. I think all of us want to have a good, long, prosperous life, right? And so one of the keys to that is to honor and obey your mother. Ephesians chapter 6 kind of repeats the same thing in the New Testament. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee. You want things to go well with you in your life? Then honor your mother and obey her, that thou mayest live a long life on the earth. You know, we are, we are watching today the very fabric of our society unraveling before our very eyes. It's very disheartening, isn't it? It's very encouraging to come into the house of the Lord and see folks who love God and are still doing it right. Very encouraging because we live in a very discouraging world. I'm going to come back to that a little bit later of the unraveling of our society and, and why what is taking place today is taking place. But several years ago, Mike actually reminded me of this. He goes, do you remember years ago when you talked about the fall of civilization? And I said, yeah, I remember that. I said, I don't remember every element of it, but I remember there was a message that I preached about that. And so I, I tried to find that message. I couldn't find it. I have no idea where it is. It must be, I must have written that message many years ago when I typed out all my messages and didn't have it available to me. So I thought what I would do is I would do a little bit of research. And it was like God put it in my heart, don't research Christian historians, but research secular historians. And see what secular historians say about the fall of civilization. Listen to the fall of the Roman Empire. And I'll say that by saying this, 
They did not fall from without, it fell from within. All right? Now, again, these are, these are secular historians stating this, and I, I studied several, okay? Number one was the undermine of the dignity and sanctity of the home. Number two was the decline of Christianity and the loss of traditional values. Number three was the focus on pleasure and entertainment. Number four, obsession with sports, which became more exciting and more brutal. Number five, an over-reliance on slave labor resulting in the people becoming soft and lazy. Number six, increase of taxation and spending on pu public money on government projects, welfare, resulting in people becoming more and more dependent upon the government. Are any, uh, is this sounding familiar so far? Number seven, inflation. We're all being shocked by inflation since the Biden administration has taken over. Building materials, 280% increase. I mean, you go from fuel to cereal. We are watching everything just go up and up and up and up in price. Inflation. Get ready, hang on to your wallets. Number eight, infighting and civil war within the empire. Number nine, government corruption and political instability. Number 10, overspending and expansion of the military. Number 11, corruption within the military. Number 12, uncontrolled migration. The immigration of the Huns and migration of the barbarians into the Roman Empire resulting in continual war. Number 13, the acceptance of immorality, including homosexuality. Does that not sound like I was just reading about what's happening in America today? As I was reading through this list, I noticed that the first one was the undermining of the dignity and sanctity of the home. And number two was the decline of Christianity and traditional values. The institution of marriage and of the family is being assaulted today as never before. Anyone that disagrees with that, you, you got your head stuck in the sand. All indications point to the fact that the natural family or the traditional family and the covenant of marriage are both being stretched to the breaking point today. Many sources of what's taking place today could be stated. I'll state a few. Education, our educational system, entertainment, government policies and programs, the failure of the church itself to speak out against the feminist movement, the moral decline of the family, to refuse to stand up for the permanency of marriage, the unbiblical roles within 
our families that are taking place today, think about the effect the LGBT community has had upon the family. And the church isn't even standing up against this. God help us. But the activities of the homosexual community that have been very successful in promoting a very, and I'm going to say it without apology, perverse and corrupt moral morality. And it's undermined the sanctity of the home. The Bible says that the church is to be salt and the church is to be light. But we have lost our saltiness. And we've taken our light and we've put it under a basket. We have to admit the LGBT community have been very busy. And they have been very successful in undermining marriage. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought that we would legalize same-sex marriage? They've perverted sexuality. They've undermined traditional values of marriage and the family. The very things that make for a strong community, they have undermined. Many people now within the general public no longer see this as problematic. Matter of fact, we are now celebrating this. I'm reminded of what Paul said to the Romans, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. They celebrate it. Well, I'm going to tell you today, God's not celebrating this. We're not celebrating this. We never will celebrate that here at Fellowship Baptist Church. As I was doing some of my research, I came across a publication called The Atlantic. Liberal publication. But I had an article that caught my mind. It said the nuclear family was a mistake. The nuclear family was a mistake. Now, I've been hearing this words, the nuclear family, but I have no idea why are they calling the traditional family a nuclear family. So I had to kind of look and find that out. Nuclear means the core of something, the nucleus, the core. So it refers to a family, the nuclear family. When you hear that, the nuclear family, it's referring to the traditional family made up of a mom and a dad and children. So what he is saying here, he says the nuclear family, the traditional biblical family was a mistake. It's a huge article that's written up in the Atlantic. And it's written by a man by the name of David Brooks. It says, the family structure we've held up as the cultural idea for the past half century has been a catastrophic failure. The nuclear family, excuse me, it is time to replace the nuclear family. The nuclear family, I quote directly, the nuclear family is the worst family form. That's what you say, the traditional biblical family is the worst form. It's, cat it's been a catastrophic failure. Can I tell you something? That is not true. That is absolutely not true. All research agrees, whether you're Christian or secular, that the traditional nuclear family headed by a loving mother and a loving father is the most stable, it's the most safest environment for the raising of children. It brings more financial stability and personal happiness. What in the world 
is this man referring to? That just tells you, Ben, you were right. That just tells you the lies that just propagated and propagated and propagated out there. This is not true. Satan's attack upon the traditional family, now that's true. We are certainly seeing that. Changes to family structure, that's happening at an alarming rate. The traditional family is being replaced by single parent, cohabitation, LGBT families, the extended family, foster families, what they call the alternative family. Say, what is the alternative family? It's just a bunch of people that decide to live together. The dysfunction within our families has led to the breakdown within our society. Say, what, what, preacher, what's happening? Okay? What's happening is fathers are not fulfilling their biblical role. I'm sorry to say, but that's the fact. Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, all the way back in the beginning, for the woman, unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and conception, and sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall, what? Rule over thee. Husbands taking the leadership of their homes. Dads taking the headship over their families. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church, gave himself for it. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and the Savior of the body, one that ruleth his own household well, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he care for the church of God? Let the deacons be the husband of one wife, ruling their children and their households well. Men, men we have to step up and take hold of the spiritual roles that God has delegated to us. So we have the failure of fathers to be the leaders of their home. We have failures of mothers to fulfill their role. I think a lot of our young mothers don't even know what their role is anymore. They're just confused. You want to know what your role is? Proverbs chapter 31, the virtuous woman. I wonder how many churches are preaching on the virtuous woman today. But the Bible says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is what? Far above ruby. She knows what her role is within the home, and she's given her heart to fulfilling of that role. And it is a difficult role. I'm going to tell you, it is really a difficult role. I think most of you know that Aaron and Beth are, are living with us now because of Beth's health situation. And so we have uh, all of their children now, six of their children in their home, and two of them, so we have eight more people in our home, and we have the two little twins that are, boy, do they need to be saved. They need to be saved. I'll tell you I, I think right now they are demon-possessed. I mean, we need, a, we need an exorcism going on here. But uh, you talk about the terrible twos, it's a terrible, 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 terrible twos. And it was, uh, it was Alyssa's birthday, uh, so Shelly and the girls want to celebrate her birthday. So, you know, Aaron works all night, so he sleeps during the day. So they took off for the day, and le that left me to play Mr. Mom. <laughs> and Aaron, Aaron did, put the, did put the twins down, hallelujah. He put the twins down for a nap, and so I'm, you know, putting on cartoons. I'm Mr. Mom. Come on, put on cartoon for the little ones to watch, and so, you know, I'm, I'm just being mom around the house there, and I thought, you know what, this house is an absolute disaster. While the girls are watching the, the cartoons, I am going to clean the house, okay? 
So I cleaned, the, I mean, I cleaned the house, it looked so good. I mean, there were dishes piled up, there was the, the dishwasher needed to be emptied, I emptied the dishwasher, I, mean, I washed all the dishes, put them in the dishwasher, washed the ones that wouldn't fit in the dish, I went out, washed pots and pans, I cleaned the counters, I cleaned the, I mean, I cleaned, I cleaned the entire house. And I was feeling so good about myself. And then Alyssa and mom and all the girls came home and uh, it was like six, six, six o'clock at night and it was time to cook the dinner. And I stood there and watched as everything that I had just done. <laughs> was undone in a matter of moments. And I'm standing there just kind of horrified, like, what, what, what was the real, why did I even do that? And Beth, is, she's up there, and she's cooking, and I, I was venting. And <laughs> Beth looks at me, she goes, oh, I, I do that every day. Wow. Then I went to get my hair cut. <laughs> and uh, Julia cuts my hair, and she asks me, she goes, well, how's your week going, Dad? So I vented to Julia. And Julia said, yeah, she said, uh, Daniel came home the other day and said, what you been doing all day? I'm with you, Dan. And uh, Julia said, well, I've been cleaning house all day. And I don't know exactly what you said, but was like, that's it? Something, something to that, something like? This wasn't the other day, this is a long time ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boy, she made it sound like it was yesterday, I'll tell you that. <laughs> anyway, Dan, however you ask her that question, she said to you something to this effect. She said, Daniel, it'd be like you siding a whole side of a house and going to the other side and start that siding and then coming back and someone's just ripped off all the siding that you put on. <laughs> Or, she got that, or it would be like you going up on a roof and roofing one complete side of the house and going to the other side and then coming back and someone has just ripped off all the roof that you just put on. <laughs> to which Daniel said, oh, I understand. <laughs> wow. You moms. You have a tough job. You really do. You know, I watched my wife raise 10, and now I'm watching Beth. And, you know, even, even go back, Beth woke up this morning. Last Sunday, I had the flu. That's why I wasn't here. This Sunday, she wakes up with the flu. She's really sick. But, you know, she came, and she sat down on the couch, and guess who piled on top of her? All the kids. They don't care whether she's sick. Right? The virtuous woman. She meets the needs of her husband. She's a faithful and loyal to her husband. She's well-respected. She increases the influence and ministry of her husband. She's trustworthy. She's not slothful. She's a hard worker. She's compassionate. She's kind. She's attractive, yet always modest. She is concerned about her family. She loves her children. She's sensitive to the needs of others. She serves her husband, family, and others. She is a wise teacher. She's creative. She's an encourager. She has a sweet spirit. She fears the Lord. She is godly. And her husband and children rise up and call her blessed. Amen. 
That's quite a job description. Anyone that's not married want to sign up yet? Did you hear that list, Lissa? The ministry of a mother. Paul said, take heed to the ministry which you have received of the Lord and fulfill it. Wow, what a ministry that mothers have. The ministry of bearing children. Just bearing children. She shall be saved through childbearing. The greatest privilege that a woman can have is to bring children into this world. I was so grieved the other day listening to the news. It, it made me want to go look up what the word mother meant or its origin or where it came from. It's actually, the word mother is a, a Latin word. Mater is the Latin word. Have you heard of alma mater? Alma means home, mater means mother. That's where we get the word uh, maternity, okay? Matrimony, matriarchal. It comes from that Latin word for mother. The Hebrew word for mother means a gift of God or a gift from God. So I'm listening to the news the other night and come to find out this new administration that we have in office, this anti-God, anti-family, liberal, left-leaning, I shouldn't even say leaning, gone to the left administration has come up with the bright idea that we can't use the word mother anymore. Have you heard that? Yeah. Unbelievable. We have to use the word birth person. Yeah. Happy birth person day. <laughs> Can I tell you something? That's what happens when you get rid of wisdom most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Birth person. The ministry of bearing children, the ministry of training children, training them up, the ministry of serving, 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 and not being served yourself, just giving, giving, giving. The ministry of loving, loving children. Love them when they're unlovely. I see moms doing that all the time. Some of you have some real bratty children, you know that? <laughs> You've heard the phrase, only a mother could what? The ministry of prayer. But in everything by prayer, supplication. The ministry of just being a good example. As a mother is, so is her daughter. You know why all three of my daughters are so good? Because my wife is so good. Their mother is so good. I've been blessed with three amazing daughters. Well, forget about the sons. Just I've been blessed with three <laughs> amazing daughters. No, I got good boys too. The ministry of guarding the home, a keeper at home. It means to protect, defend, shield, ward off attacks. Lots of attacks upon our home. Moms, 
soldier moms. The ministry of guiding the house, to guide the house, preside over, manage. She looks well to the ways of her household. The ministry of building lives, these precious lives that you are building, training them up in the way that they should go. You know, when I thought about building, all, all these things, childbearing, training, serving, loving, brain, being a good example, guarding, guiding, building. I thought of a verse that I came across. It's in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1. Listen to it. It says, Wisdom. Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out seven pillars. We've all seen the homes that are built with these magnificent pillars. They're it's just gorgeous. I love seeing homes like that. You have these pillars. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 1 says, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but a foolish woman plucketh it down with her hands. So either we have mothers who are building or we have mothers who are literally destroying. I'm telling you, it's a very sad thing to see a mother who's destroying their home. There's a lot of that going on today. Proverbs 24, verse 3, through wisdom, 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 through wisdom a house is builded, and by understanding it is established. Take your Bible, turn to James chapter 3. Seven pillars. Seven pillars of wisdom on which to build our homes. Here in James chapter 3, beginning in verse 13 through verse 18, it talks about the wisdom which is of this world and then the wisdom which comes from God. You know why it's so important to be in church? Because you're going to get God's wisdom here. You're not going to get it out there. But you will get it here. And so what are the seven pillars of wisdom upon which a, a home is built? Number one, Purity. For the wisdom of God is first what? What? Pure. It's pure as opposed to immorality. It's pure. Good, godly, moral standards in the home. It's pure. Number two, it's what? Peaceable. Oh, how homes need peaceable moms. Moms to be the peacemakers. Moms that don't flip out. Moms who have a firm reliance and trust in the Lord, they bring peace into the home. They bring purity and they bring peace. The next is gentleness, easy to be entreated. Don't get upset and angry all the time. They're easy to be entreated. Next is mercy or compassion. Next is they, they, they don't show partiality. They love equally. They're, they're not a hypocrite, number six. They're genuine in their faith. And then number seven, righteousness. They're committed to doing what is right. Look at those. If those would become the seven pillars of our lives and of our families, 
purity in an impure world, peace in a world that's just in turmoil, gentleness in a world that's just angry all the time, mercy in a world that shows none, no partiality, no hypocrisy, but a commitment to doing what is right, righteousness. What a difference that would make in our homes. And you know, as I thought about those seven pillars, I began to think about all the moms in this church. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, I could not be more proud of the mothers in this church. You are amazing mothers, and you are building these pillars in your home. Some of you have built these pillars over the years. Some of you are in the process of building these pillars right now. I'm telling you, I love you. I honor you. I'm thankful for you. Some people have asked, why, why do you have so many children in your church? It's because of these pillars that these mothers have built. Go to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through verse 19. We have seven, seven pillars of wisdom, and now we have a list of seven ways that a home can be destroyed. A wise woman builds it, a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. But Proverbs chapter 6, beginning with verse 16, going through verse 19. Number one, a proud what? A proud look, pride. Pride versus humility. Pride will destroy a home. Next, what do we have? I can't hear you. Come with me. What? A lying tongue. We have the proud look versus humility. We have the lying tongue versus truth. Ben, I couldn't agree more with that message you had to. We, ben, ben said, how do you know if a politician's lying to you if his lips are moving? <laughs> Isn't that, what an indictment upon our country. Listen, we have to have homes that are homes that are centered in truth. Amen. Humility, truth, hands that shed innocent what? Death versus life. To see these women walking around with pro-abortion signs. They break your heart. Pride versus humility, lying versus truth, death versus life. Praise the Lord for the life that's in our church. Our Wednesday night service, since Pastor Evans has been preaching, have been so well attended. Thank you, Pastor. And, uh, but I remember the other night, we, were, we had pretty good, I was, I was teaching that night, and we had the Soldiers for Christ kids come up here. There was 60, 60 kids up here. Right, Ben? 60 of them. From this little tiny church. I guess you've taken to heart. Be fruitful and multiply and <laughs> replenish the earth. Death versus life. The next one. Heart that deviseth what? Wicked imaginations. Again, we have immorality versus holiness. We got to get some holiness back into our families. What's the next one? Feet? Feet that are swift running to? 
mischief versus a servant spirit. What kind of mischief can I get into? And then the last one, he that soweth what? Discord. Division versus unity. Seven ways to destroy our home is through pride, through lying, through death, immorality, mischief. I guess I missed number six. A false witness that speaketh lies, gossip, slander, backbiting, tail-bearing, busybody versus edification. Pride, lying, death, immorality, mischief, gossip, division. Our families are in a mess. They need help. And you know what? I don't know of any government program that's going to help our families. The only people and only place that I know that's going to help our families is the people of God and the church of God. Children's lack of respect and disobedience has become a huge issue in our communities. It's become a huge issue in our nation as we, we see all the riots taking place all around. These are all young people that have been brought up in homes where there hasn't been the seven pillars. I remember seeing one of these riots and I saw one of those soldier moms go and grab one of her teenage daughters. Anybody remember see that? Grabbed her by the nap of the neck and said, you're coming home with me. Strong, strong biblical warnings are given to those who do not honor and obey their mother. For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother. He that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. He that smites his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He who curses his father or mother shall surely be put to death. Whoso curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. The eye that mocketh his father and despiseth to obey his mother. The ravens of the valley shall pluck it out and the young eagles shall eat it. If a man hath a stubborn and rebellious son which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother and that when they have chastened him will not hearken unto them, then shall his father and his mother lay hold of him and bring him out to the elders of the city, out to the gate of the place, and they shall say to the elders of the city, this is our son, he's, he's stubborn, he's rebellious, he will not obey our voice, he is a glutton, he is a drunkard, and all the men of the city shall stone him with stones that he die. So shalt thou put away the evil from among you. It doesn't end there. And they shall take his body and hang it in a tree outside of the city for all to see. God takes this honor and obedience very seriously. I think a lot of our young people should be glad they're not under the Mosaic law. 
strong biblical warnings written there for our admonition. Strong biblical exhortations. Children, obey your parents in all things. I had one of my children come to me this, just recently. Now all my children are grown now, but just came to me and they said, Dad, I have to make a decision. I said, what they said? They said, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. This is one of my adult children. To which I thought, I wish you would have said that when you were a teenager. <laughs> Let's know also that in the last days, there is a kingdom coming. Thank you, guys. That was a great song. Let's know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. They've come upon us. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, sodomites. Truce breakers, fierce, incontinent. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And then he speaks to the church. Having a form of godliness. But denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Religion that doesn't promote holiness. From such turn away. Many of our young people are turning to that kind of church. May we continue to train them from such turn away. A foolish son or daughter will refuse to honor and obey their mother. But let me end today by just encouraging all of us. I guess if we're here, we have mothers. To respect our mothers. Don't ever talk bad about your mother. I was pretty inconsistent in my discipline, but there was one thing I did not allow my children to do, and that was be disrespectful toward their mother. Respect her. Listen to her counsel. Follow her instruction. Obey her. Express your love and appreciation to her for all the sacrifices. It is unbelievable the sacrifices that a woman makes for her family. And then she has to take care of us men. I want to tell you something, young people. If you honor and obey your mother, you'll develop godly character. That'll go a long ways in life. You'll gain self-control. You'll get God's blessing. Who doesn't want that? You'll also have God's protection. And you'll have a really happy mother. You want to give your mom a happy Mother's Day? Maybe a good place to start would go to mom and say, Mom, I was wrong for, would you please forgive me? 
and then start respecting her and honoring her and listening to her and following her law, expressing your love to her. Psalm 113, verse 9. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. To be a joyful mother of children. Let's pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.